Welcome to this episode of the Cycling Industry News Podcast, brought to you in association with Zyro Fisher. For this episode, I'm joined with Philip Lucas from Niner Bikes. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your time. So let's start off with um, how Niner was established. What sort of milestones has the brand hit since then? Yeah, so Niner's been around since the uh, early 2000s. Uh, it started before the foundation of the company with uh, two guys experimenting with a weird wheel size. <laughs> and uh, you know that, that's really been the continued philosophy and uh, behavior of the brand, experimenting with new strange stuff. And you know, Back in that day when they started, they were making a single speed, rigid 29 inch wheel and they found they were whipping their friends' butts who were riding fully <laughs> 26 inch bikes. Yeah. And that, that's where it started going off the wall and it's been that way ever since. Like you said, innovation, fun, and purpose are a few of the principles that you would say sum up Niner. Um, Is this the kind of approach that the brand takes in terms of creating new products and designing new new things? It is. uh, Instead of thinking categories, uh, the brand thinks, could this be awesome? Uh, And that has been the philosophy that's driven quite a lot of the innovations that the brand has brought to the market. Uh, You know, we were the first brand to commit entirely to 29-inch. There Mm -hmm. were other brands experimenting, but there was nobody else who dared to say, we're only doing 29, front and rear, and we're going to make this happen. We were the first brand to bring out a long travel gravity focused uh, 29 inch. The market looked at it like, what on earth is this? <laughs> look at the downhill courses today. Um, yeah. 650 is falling out of uh, fashion. Everybody's going back to, to 29 um, or f- going for the first time to 29. Um, you know, they've come out with all sorts of n- new ideas simply because we ask ourselves, could this be fun? And if it could be fun, and we're like, well, why not? Let's bring it on. Let's see what we can make of it. Yeah. And so I'm guessing a lot of that comes from the people working for Niner are, you know, enthusiasts themselves. They are cyclists. They know bikes inside out. And they want riders to experience how they like to ride bikes. Yep. Yeah. Creative, entrepreneurial, um, Yahoo type <laughs> of uh, attitude towards, hey, let's make this stuff fun. And it's all about, you know, sharing that stoke. Uh, in fact, the, the purchase program inside Niner is called the Stoke program. Yeah. It, kind of, it, it all goes back to the same uh, passion they have for just having fun on bikes. And so looking to 2020, what is um, new from Niner for this year? What sort of innovations are you really pushing at the minute? The, the main uh, line that we've renewed for 2020 is our gravel line. Uh, that's the aluminium, uh, carbon and steel standard gravel bikes with rigid forks. They've been set up to allow for any type of fun that you can have on a gravel bike. You can do bike packing with uh, internal frame bags bolted to it. You can do commuting. You can do weekend warrior stuff. You can use it as your winter bike. It, it's there a whole line of bikes that can be used for any type of practical or fun use you want to do. Uh, and then going further off the wall is the uh, MCR, the Magic Carpet Ride. It's the market's first full real suspended uh, gravel bike. Uh, it offers uh, 50 millimeters of uh, very gravel specific suspension. It's a, a linear, super sensitive suspension uh, tune designed for the rider to stay seated on gravel in all conditions. Um, it, the idea being, uh, increased tire contact with the ground 
not with the idea of hucking it off jumps or hitting big obstacles because at the end of the day traction is speed and on gravel we've seen the market is bringing back all sorts of ideas from the 1990s which are a, a, a sort of false um well they are a suspension but they're not truly suspending the rider uh you know flexing elements of the frame or the control cockpit um is a, a halfway um solution which will give some benefits but will never be superior to an actual suspended bike. And through these things coming back to the market, the reality is the market is asking for a fully suspended gravel bike. It's just nobody's done it yet. Yeah, I mean, our um, market data we've done this year, we've seen some interesting things in the results of people's perception of the gravel market. Um, how do you view it yourself? Gravel is uh, fun. Gravel is adventure. Gravel is uh, discovery. Uh, and, and bundled into all of that, you can still make it the Sufferfest that roadies love to have. Uh, in fact, some of the greatest climbs in my neighborhood are actually on the gravel. The gravel climbs are better than the road ones. Yeah. And if you want to suffer, you can lock in your, you know, <laughs> keep your eyes on the Garmin, look at your 300 watts and do it all the way up the climb. But on the other side, it brings uh, a new enjoyment and discovery and passion to a type of riding that... Uh, before were, were pretty dull roads to ride on a mountain bike and beyond the capability of a road bike. So it's this new category of fun and discovery that riders from all different types can uh, can step into. Um, it's the fact that it's fun uh, that is why Roten Niner has decided to really commit to that this year. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier as well the whole um, backpacking side of things and yeah. that adventure side. Is that also something you're looking to really get into? Yeah, bikepacking is something that Niner is very much behind. Uh, we're supporting quite a few long endurance athletes this year and all of our bikes are equipped for that. Uh, I myself just finished a three-day bikepacking trip in uh, Girona area in Spain oh, and it was nice. awesome. It is yeah. so fun. Uh, for years, I've uh, when was it? Last time I did a, a bike trip was about 15 years ago. That was with a, a rear rack and panniers and uh, I'd been wanting to get back to do that to have that freedom and adventure again and doing it on a, a bikepacking gravel bike was a lot more fun than the pannier touring I did a couple of years ago you can actually ride the single trees uh, tra single trails and the, the bike behaves a lot better it's also um, a whole new category of enjoyment that I, I myself personally really enjoyed and uh, I would encourage everybody, if you're going to buy a gravel bike, make sure it can do this because it's a wonderful experience. And in terms of um, creating that brand awareness and um, sort of in the development of your own products, how important is sponsoring teams and athletes um, for Niner? We're not so much a uh, numbers company. Uh, so uh, a high-performing athlete who wins all the races, well, that's cool, mm. but we're about fun. So we choose personalities. Uh, we've uh, we got a, uh, an athlete here in the UK, Dogman, as he calls himself, and he's absolutely all about fun. Uh, our um, Kurt Voris, our uh, emblematic athlete that rides our all-mountain bike, he is all about goofiness and fun, and that's that's the Niner persona that goes through everything we do. And so as much as we have been known as a performance cross-country brand, and that's really how we came in, and that was our crowning achievement of uh, brand establishment, the, the reality is that the, the brand is about fun, 
And so the sponsorships we offer and the branding and marketing we do, if it is not off the wall fun, it's not really Niner. Yeah. And, and yes, we have openings and we're looking for athletes and we're looking for individuals to help convey that identity to the, to the market. And I suppose um, talking generally about the European market, I know it's split into a lot of different segments, but how do you view the European market at the minute for Niner? Are there lots of different opportunities out there? Yeah, there are. Uh, I'm helping Niner run its entire European operation, and uh, we're getting into most all of uh, Europe's key markets. You know, each market has its own identity. Yeah. Some are heavily e-bike driven. Other ones are very road driven, with a bit of uh, experimentation into gravel. Other European markets are uh, they're a single track mind. If it is not a uh, hundred millimeter, it's not a bike. You know, if it doesn't have a hundred millimeter, so they only ride cross country, hundred millimeter hardtails, and full suspension. So, with each of these marketplaces, the great thing about Niner is that we have such a broad collection of bikes. Uh, the, the company slogan this year is committed to dirt. So if it's riding on dirt, we have the absolute full spread of product, which allows um, not just us to approach all European marketplaces, but it also allows uh, all of our retailers to offer a product line to fulfill their full consumer uh, group that could walk in the door. Looking forward to uh, 2020 and beyond, have you got any products or projects that you're working on that we'll see in the pipeline? There's a lot of really cool stuff coming. Uh, the Niner brand was quiet for a few years. Uh, there was a, uh, a year and a half ago, uh, the company declared a, a different type of bankruptcy than Europe knows. They declared what is more of a strategic bankruptcy. You're allowed to renegotiate debts and renegotiate financial conditions under this, uh, this type of bankruptcy that was declared in the US. And that allowed the company to be uh, invested into and that was the reason the company did this operation. It did the operation to be invested into by a very large holding uh, who happens to own um, the largest supplier of bikes to Walmart, for example, as well. That's one of their brands, uh, Huffy. Um, and through that, uh, now the company was never unsustainable. Uh, and that kind of throws a lot of people off. Can we trust it? Can we do it? Well, yeah. no, this was a, a financial decision to uh, increase investment opportunity to allow the brand to come back. And the reason I tell that story is that that reinvestment has allowed us to put back into motion a whole load of stuff we already have, have uh, in the design books. We're now putting it all into production. So 2020, 2021, 2022 are going to be some pretty cool years for the Niner brand where we will go back to reclaiming the position we had as the reference brand that the other brands were measured by uh, in quite a large collection and all sorts of categories of bikes that you've not yet seen from us. Well, that sounds really exciting. And so in terms of the technical aspects of what you're doing, is there any boundaries that you're pushing or any things that you think you're doing that no one else is? I mean, as far as material science and engineering goes, no. I mean, we do. there's not anything brand new that we have right now coming out. Uh, but what we are doing is we are optimizing bikes for evolving categories like the MCR. Uh, there's more of that coming out this year. Uh, and we continue to manufacture at the very highest quality level. Um, you know, people look at the Niner brand and say, well, I can buy that carbon bike uh, for a lot cheaper from this other brand. But, 
you know, the typical thing, cut the frame open and look what's inside. You yeah. know, our, our manufacturing uses uh, solid internal molds, not bladders, which gives a, an extremely high quality level. And that's the only quality level we offer. Uh, if you're looking for an affordable carbon bike, then there are heaps of brands out there that offer that, and we'd encourage you to look for them. Uh, but the, the buyer who chooses the Niner, he knows what he needs. He knows what he's getting, and he definitely gets that in his hands. And I suppose you mentioned the U.S. side of um, of Niner. How is the U.S. market playing out um, in terms of specifically the bike industry? Obviously, Interbike is no more, and you've yeah. got trade shows such as Cabda and stuff yeah. really taking that slot and filling that space. Do you think there's lots of opportunities in the U.S.? Yeah, there are. Uh, the, the United States market has been through just a couple of years ago a bit of a hard uh, spell. Uh, partially driven by industry behavior, forecasting and all that type of stuff that came to a bit too much stock. Uh, but it's recovered from that and we're seeing uh, recovery in the, in the United States marketplace. Um, we're also seeing, uh, even though it was a very painful period for Niner, we kept saying that the 29 wheel is the superior wheel and the market kept telling us, no man, 650 is it. <laughs> and what we're seeing now is that even in the United States, 650C wheel size demand has just completely wow. dropped off. It's yep. very nominal. And people have accepted that, yes, actually, with the right geometry and the right approach, the 29 wheel is actually a superior solution. And I'm not saying 650 doesn't have its applications. It's a great huck bike. It's a great bike park bike. But we're seeing that, you know, we stuck to our philosophies. It was a little painful for a while because we stuck to our philosophies, but the market's come back and uh, the opportunities for the Niner brand in the US as a result are, are phenomenal. Um, gravel as well. Uh, for the last 15 years, gravel has been a thing in America, but it's now a real thing. Yeah. You know, we're going to start getting UCI races in gravel. Uh, there was a recent article I wrote where a very well-known um, athlete is saying, man, you know, gravel already has its world championships. It's in Kansas. <laughs> so uh, that continues to grow and drive the brand. And um, things, you know, new categories of bikes are going to be coming out in the United States soon uh, that are pushing the boundaries of their understanding and comfort. But uh, it's going to be great, great potential. And we're going to be riding a lot of the new waves coming out. Well, it sounds like a very exciting time for Nina then. It thank is. you very much for speaking to and me. And thank you. I appreciate the time and thank you everybody for listening in.